press. They uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately, when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your heart? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, and take up thy bed and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose and took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. Amen. Would you pray with me that God would speak to our hearts tonight? Heavenly Father, I pray that you would speak to us. I ask God that you would increase our faith tonight. I pray, Lord, that you would move upon us and that there would be a great response to the preached word. And that we would see miracles in this house tonight, God. I pray that you would perform things do things, Lord, that are beyond our expectation. In the name that is above every name, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to speak tonight on this subject, exceeding expectations. Exceeding expectations. We read tonight... Our opening text, we read about a man whose sickness causes his friends to take action. If we've ever needed a time in the church where we need men and women of action, it's now. There are many people today who come in contact with that, with individuals that have both physical and spiritual needs. And we need to have the spiritual discernment to identify their needs and to take action. Amen. If you want to be a soul winner, do it. Take action. If you want to be a good husband, take action. If you want to be a good wife, take action. If you want to do anything great, don't sit there and just think about how great of a husband or great of a soul winner you want to be. You got to get up and do it. Amen. We need to, we need to be men and women and young people of action. God is looking for us to do something. Amen. Not just to sit back and, and, and think about it. Amen. I, I recently heard this saying that good intentions... Minus effort equals squat. So we can have all the great intentions, but if we don't take any action, ain't nothing going to happen. Think about in this sanctuary tonight, think about how many great things that, are, that, are, that have not been produced yet. This requiring action. 
Whether it's a, whether it's a, a song, whether it's an invention, whatever it may be, but it's only going to happen if we take action. And this man that was sick of the palsy, thank God he had some friends that took some action because it was through their action, amen, that he was able to realize that God was a healer and that God could meet his need. Praise God. Amen. The house where Jesus was, it was packed. There was no way for them to get this sick man into the house. They went to the door. The, the, it was packed. They couldn't get in the door. Couldn't get to the window. Thank God they didn't just give up. They could have just packed up and turned around and walked away. But there were, they understood that their friend had a need and they knew that Jesus was in the house and Jesus could supply the need. Somehow, someway, they found themselves on top of that roof. And their actions caused them to become radical. And they began to tear, literally tear the roof off. And lay this man, let this man down at the feet of Jesus. Praise God. You know, we've got to, we got to be careful that we don't become so successful in the house of God. That we don't become so, such, such a great, successful church that, that we, we overlook people that are trying to see Jesus. That are trying to get into the house. That need to, to touch the master. That have sickness in their body and needs in their life. Amen. We can't get so caught up in just being busy. That we fail to see those that need, amen, a touch from God. Hallelujah. Amen. This man, sick of the palsy. He had an expectation that Jesus would heal him. But Jesus does something more than just heal him. He exceeds his expectation. Amen. He just doesn't just heal him and send him away, but, but the scripture says that he forgives him of his sins. Come on. How many of you have been forgiven of your sins? How many of you have been washed in the blood? Amen. How many of you, amen, have been, man, oh, man, if, 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 if my sins could be resurrected, whoo, Jesus, help me. If you could see all the bad that I've done in my life, I'd, I'd, I'd be ashamed. I'd be embarrassed. Some of you, caused some of you to blush, caused me to blush. But thank God he saved me. Thank God he forgave me. Thank God he forgave you. Thank God he found you, amen, picked you up, cleaned you up, amen, washed you. In his precious blood, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God knows how to exceed our expectations. Every one of us came tonight with an expectation. Your expectation may have been great, or your expectation could have just been like, you know, this is Tuesday night. It's a Tuesday night service, and I'm gonna, we're going to get there, and we'll go through the motions, and hopefully the preacher will preach quick, and, you know, we'll get to go to cafe, eat, and go home and go to sleep. That may be your expectation. But regardless of your expectation, amen, I've come to tell you that God can exceed your expectation. I don't care how, what, what expectation you came with tonight, I want you to know that God can exceed that. The disciples, amen, were expecting an ordinary day we find in the book of Luke, an ordinary day of fishing. And if you'll turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter number 5, 
Let's look at verse number one. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, I think that's how you pronounce that, and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into the one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when they had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in other ships, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. When Peter sees the miracle, he realizes this would be something that would be impossible through his own talents and his own abilities. Even as skilled as Peter was, there was no way he would ever catch this much fish. He knows that this is a, a miracle. They had been toiling all night. And for them to catch that kind of fish, to fill up two ships, two boats, to the point that they would sink, you know that that's a miracle. I mean, some of you, you've seen miracles and you know that that's God. You know that there's no way that that would have happened had it not been for Jesus. Some of you are in the house of God tonight, amen. You are miracles. Your lives are miracles. And you, you can look in the mirror and, and look at yourself and say, there ain't no way that I would be where, I, where I'm at today if it hadn't been for Jesus. Amen. Thank God he's a miracle worker. Thank God he knows, amen, how to, how to perform and do things. This miracle shows that Jesus is concerned with our day-to-day -day lives and knows exactly what we need. He knew that Peter needed to catch some fish. Peter probably had bills he needed to pay. Right? So the other, the other fishermen that were with him, they, they had bills. This was their career. Jesus knows what you have need of. If you're here tonight and you need a financial blessing, trust God. If you're here tonight and you, you, you need healing in your body, trust the Lord. Whatever you, whatever you have need of tonight, Know that God is able to exceed your expectation. Amen. We serve a great God. We serve a mighty God. We serve a big God. Amen. There is nothing, amen, too hard for our Jesus. There's nothing too hard for God. Nothing too hard for God. And so Jesus exceeds their expectation. Peter, James, and John, amen, got up. They got dressed, and they went to work expecting a normal day. But Jesus exceeds their expectation by providing, amen, their earthly needs. And he calls them. 
and says, hey, you are only going to be fishers, but you're now going to be fishers of men. He exceeds their expectation. Man, I'm glad that I've got a God that knows how to exceed my expectation because when, when I come to God and my expectation is here and God says, no, I got something better for you. I got something greater for you. Hey, man, you, your expectation may not be so high, but Jesus, he's got something else, hey, man, in store for you. He's got something else in mind. He's got greater things. Praise God. Someone's going to get excited with me. I know they are. Hey, man, God's, God's got greater things in store for you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Luke chapter number 7. Starting at verse 11, and it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him and much people now, when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the buyer, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother, and there came fear on all. And they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God hath visited his people. And this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea and throughout all the region round about. All right, here's the situation. Got a widow here. She is in the middle of despair. She's lost her husband. She's lost her only son. And if anyone in this house has ever lost someone, they know all the emotions that come with losing somebody. Her world is upside down. And, church, you know, when life hits hard, it doesn't feel good, right? Hey, man, when life hits us hard, it doesn't feel good. And so all these emotions, pain, confusion, anger, hopelessness, fear, these were probably all emotions that this widow woman was feeling. She's on her way to bury her son. Her expectation was simply to bury her son. We don't find her asking Jesus for anything. Unless her husband and her son left her well off financially, there was probably some things she had on a wish list, right? She could have asked the Lord for a, a brand new house in a gated community. Jesus, now that I don't have a husband, I don't have a son to take care of me, can you, can you bless me with a brand new house? 5,000 square feet. Four-car garage in a gated community with a brand-new Mercedes. She could have asked the Lord for that. But you know what? Thank God. Thank God. There's just a side note here. But thank God he doesn't always give us what we want, but he gives us what we need. I'm going to say that again because that's good. He doesn't always give us, gives, he doesn't give us what we want, but he gives us what we need. 
Because if God were to bless us and give us what we want, if we had the big house behind the gated community, some of our heads would be so big you'd have to open up both doors to get you in to find a place to sit. We'd be walking around too proud. And I'm not saying that God doesn't want to bless us. I want to be, I want to be blessed. If God wants to give me a, a, you know, a, a 10,000 square foot home, I'll take it. You would too, right? But you understand what I'm saying. This woman didn't ask the Lord for anything. But Jesus exceeds her expectation. Jesus sees the funeral procession and knows that this woman is in great pain. And he has compassion on her and comforts her with his words. And he says, weep not. Thank God he knows how to comfort. He knows how to comfort us. He comforts us in our time of anguish, in our time of pain. Amen. God knows how to speak a word. Amen. God can speak a word to somebody right now. You may be here tonight and you may be confused. You may be hurt. You may be, I don't know where you're at, but Jesus knows where you're at. But God can speak a word into your life. Amen. He can speak a word and bring peace. He knows how to speak, amen, peace in the midst of a storm. Amen. We serve a God, amen, that can step out on the waves and say, peace be still. We also serve a God that can take you through the storm. Even if he doesn't rebuke the winds and the waves, God can take you through the storm. Amen. I'm looking at saints all across this building that you've been through some storms. You've been through some storms. There's been times in your life when you could have hit the eject button. You could have you you hit the eject button and, and been out of the house of God, but you chose to stay. Amen. In the house of God, you chose, amen. Amen. You chose to follow Christ. You chose, amen, to be faithful unto Jesus because he's faithful unto you. Amen. And Jesus walks up, amen, to this casket, and he says to this young man, arise. Arise. Amen. How many of you were dead in sin? Mm. Some of you are so dead you should have been buried twice. But Jesus, Jesus, amen, stepped into your life. Amen. And you're living a blessed life today because of Jesus. Amen. You're living a blessed life because of Jesus. Oh, I know. I know where some of you been. I know some of the conditions some of you lived in. Some of you seen the inside of a crack house. Some of you, some of you know, some of you been so broke, so poor. You didn't know where your, where your next dollar was going to come from. But you're in the house of God tonight and you're blessed. You're blessed because Jesus found you when you were dead and, and he said, get up, arise, amen. He called you, amen, into a new life. And thank God we're here today. We're here today, amen, as a witness and a testimony, amen, of what God can do. Amen, we can testify, amen, to a world, to a dark world, to people, amen, all across this city that are broken, lost, addicted. We can stand, amen, as a testimony and say, if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God, amen, amen, he can raise someone up in this city, amen. There's, there's someone outside of these walls, amen, that's a great preacher. Amen, there's someone outside of these walls, amen, that's a Sunday school teacher, that's a missionary. Amen, there's someone outside of these walls in our city, amen, that needs to hear of Jesus.
Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. He said, arise. Amen. Hallelujah. We read in the book of Mark, for time's sake, I won't read it, but we read in the book of Mark, chapter number five, the woman with the issue of blood. We've all heard this story. Twelve years, this woman was sick. Scripture says that she spent all of her money. I believe the word of God. All, A-L-L, all of her money. I mean, she was, she was broke. She didn't have another dollar to her name. She didn't have, she didn't have any money that was put away. She, she exhausted her 401K. She had every yard sale. She, I, you know, she had every yard sale. Mom, you know what yard sales are like. She had many of those. Trying to get some money to see a physician sick in her body. But the scripture lets us know that there was a day that Jesus came by. And she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. She had an expectation. An expectation that if I could just touch the hem of his garment. God can perform a miracle in my life. God can give me what I have need of. And she pressed her way through the crowd that day. Understanding that she was not pure. But recognizing that she had a need in her life. She was not going to allow fear to keep her from receiving her blessing. And this is where we, I want to I encourage someone here in the house of the Lord tonight. Don't let your failures keep you from your blessing. Don't let your mistakes keep you, amen, from pressing your way to Jesus. Don't let the devil rob you of your blessing. Don't let the devil rob you of your miracle. Amen. Press your way. It doesn't matter how many times you fail, God. Get up and press your way to Jesus. She touches the hem of his garment in the scripture. And I, I, I say this often, but I love, I love how the scripture says, and immediately she was healed. How big is your faith tonight? Do you have that kind of faith? I mean, I want God, I want God to increase our faith tonight. I want my faith to be increased. To believe that, that God can do it right now. It doesn't have to wait till tomorrow. If God doesn't heal me, I'm still gonna trust him. But I believe that God can do it right now. God can, hey man, God can put back, hey man, if you're here in the house of God tonight, whatever you have need of, trust God that he can, he can do it right now. Hey man, that you can touch the hem of his garment, that you can touch Jesus, amen, and, and God can do it right now. He can heal right now. He can save right now. He can, he can touch whatever situation that's present in the house of God tonight. God can do it. He can do it now. So she, she presses her way and touches the hem of Jesus' garment. And immediately she feels this. She, she knows she's healed. She knows. You, you know when God touches you. Right? Hey, man, you know. You know when you feel the presence of the Lord. And this woman, she felt the healing. Jesus is who touched her. Peter, looking around at the crowd, the multitude, says, come on, Jesus. 
There's so many people here thronging you, and you're asking who touched, who touched you. But there was virtue that left his body. She had an expectation that God would touch her need and heal her body. But Jesus exceeds her expectation and gives her an understanding that it's not my robe, it's not my garment that made you whole, but it's your faith. By your faith you were made whole. You see, this was important for this woman because there was going to come a day somewhere in the near future where she was going to need another touch from the master. And she needed to know that, it wasn't, that she wasn't going to receive that blessing by touching the clothes of Jesus, but it was her faith that would touch Jesus. Every one of us in this, in this house tonight, we've all received a measure of faith. And just with the size of a mustard seed, we can do great things. We can do great things. Lift up your hands and just worship the Lord for a moment if you would. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We worship and praise you. Musicians, if you would come, I'm going to come to a close. The religious leaders of Jesus' day, they wanted to kill him. And when you look at scripture, we see that they got their wish. The book of John, chapter 11, verse 53, I'm going to read a few verses here. Then from that day forth, they took counsel together for to put him to death. John, chapter 19, verse number 30. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar... He said, it is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. And you flip over to the next chapter, John chapter number 20. You can go home and read this tonight. It's your assignment. You can go home and read chapter number 20. But when you read this chapter, chapter 20, what we read is Jesus exceeding their expectations. Because what we find is we find a risen Christ. They wanted to crucify him. Jesus said, destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it up. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. And so while the religious rulers of that day yelled, crucify him, crucify. Jesus saw you, and he saw me. He saw a world that needed redemption, and he exceeded our expectation. Are you grateful tonight, amen? Are you thankful for the precious blood of Jesus? How many of you tonight could stand and testify of how God exceeded your expectation? I've said, I, I've, if you've been around this church for a while, you, you, you've heard this part of my testimony. 
those of you that haven't. There was a night many, many years ago, late 1994, early 1995, somewhere in there, that I was praying. We, there was an all-night prayer meeting at the old church on 36th and 0. It was, man, it was so long ago, there was pay phones. That's, that's how long ago it was. There was actually a payphone in the lobby, and, and, and I remember there was a sign that said, call someone you love. And we were at an all-night prayer meeting. It was me. I had my brother Philip, my brother Jesse, my brother Paul. There was others that were there that night. And I felt led to just call my mom. Call. Call your mom. The Lord just kept impressing that upon me to call my mother. And so I did multiple times. I'll try to make this short, shorten it up here, but each time I called her, and I know she's okay with me saying this, each time I called her, oh, she was angry. Because she was running from God. She was searching for the Lord. But there were some things in her life that she wasn't ready to give up. And she's like, oh, I don't want to go down that church. I gotta, I can't wear no makeup and I gotta put on a skirt and she all these, all these excuses why. She didn't want to come. And it kept getting later and later. So, you know, before you know it, it's midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. And I remember one of the last times I called her, she, she cussed me out. She's like, what are you guys even doing down there at this time of the night? The world sometimes doesn't understand our affection and love for the Lord and being in his presence. But this particular night, my expectation was that my mom would come and see my brother, brothers get baptized that night. They were gonna get baptized at this all night prayer meeting. That was my expectation. But Jesus exceeded my expectation. When my mother got to church, cause she did finally come. I can't even remember what time it was. It must've been somewhere near two o'clock in the morning, I'd say. And she got there. She no sooner found herself in a pew next to my Aunt Vicky Lopez at that time. And God filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. She was bound by nicotine. We were just talking about this just on Saturday. She was saying, yeah, I remember I used to smoke Salem's. Those menthols. That night, God delivered her and broke that chain of bondage, that yoke, set her free. And from that day, she's never picked up another cigarette. You talk about a God that knows how to exceed expectations. That's the kind of God that we serve. God knows how to exceed our expectations. Hey, man, if, you all, if we all could stand and just, I don't, I don't know what expectations you came with tonight. But these altars are open. If someone would step out with expectation tonight and trust and believe in the Lord that he's able to not only meet your need, but he's able to exceed. You may step out on faith tonight in Jesus' name.